Welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's question comes from Alexa, who has asked us to talk about our top 10 TV dramas. Oh, it's nice to switch it up in the top 10 lists away from movies for a little bit. Right, that's kind of what we were thinking, is we, we do a lot of movie-related things, so it's nice to be able to actually go and, and do something TV-related for a change. And, I mean, I think our, our listeners are all just very immersed in pop culture, like Sean is, and to a significantly lesser extent, I am. So, But you're better, you're better at TV shows and movies, though. You are. That's true, yeah. I'm, and I'm getting better. Like, I'm... With this new job in Lethbridge comes a lot more chance to watch TV because I'm not working another job in the evening. So I have time in the evening to just chill out and watch TV and, and watch movies and catch up on a lot of things that I feel I need to catch up on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is really cool. And so this is, I mean, we have TV comedies that we can do and probably animated TV shows if we really wanted to. And there are other things we could do TV related. So this is a nice uh, change of pace for sure. Yeah, and at some point, I am slowly putting together my top 100 TV series of all time, which I'll do as a feature on theguysfrom.com. Okay. But that's that's probably a ways away. Now, is your top 100, is it TV shows that you have seen beginning to end? Yes. Jeebus. I don't know if I've seen 100 TV shows beginning to end. Although, like, some I will take liberties with. Like, I've seen 26 seasons of The Simpsons. But I haven't watched some of the later ones. Do I need right, to, to right, be able yeah. to talk about The Simpsons? I don't think so. Right. And things like, did you watch the, There's was it the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock? Was that only like six episodes? Uh, ooh, how many do we have now? Six or two? No, we've got more than six because it's three oh, okay. a season and there's four seasons. Oh, okay. Okay, but fair enough. Keeping in oh, mind right. that they're, they're an hour and a half each. Right. But still, like, that still counts as TV, but it's not like there's... It's not like Game of Thrones where there's... Or The Simpsons where there's... A bazillion hours to watch to have seen exactly. the whole thing. Yeah, no. Yeah. Sure, like, And I do count Sherlock. Uh, Sherlock okay. just misses out on my top ten, actually. <laughs> oh, interesting. Like, not even okay. an honorable mention, because it is at the guys from ten, but... Yeah. Like it's it's a step it would be if we did three honorable mentions in some crazy parallel world. If we did a Baker's dozen top ten. Exactly. Yeah. It it would be on there. But yeah, like oh, I, wow, I okay. obviously count that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and that's that's the thing, right? Like miniseries and stuff like that. I mean yeah. it just opened a couple weeks ago and technically the other, like the old Tim Curry, it was a mini series, but it, to me, it seems like more of a movie than than a TV show because it was like a two part thing. But I do count like longer mini series as as something on my list. Sure, does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Anyway, if it can fit on one DVD, then I feel like maybe it's not necessarily a TV show. But anyway. That's that's a whole different story. So uh, there were no real, I guess, parameters. We're we're including Netflix and and Amazon Prime and all that sort of stuff on here too. So there's a lot of you know, it's not just cable TV. We're we're kind of going the big umbrella here. Yeah, so. anything. It's an episodic drama. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty much so. the parameters. Mm-hmm. Uh, now because I got to be in my pajamas today. Because I get to be super comfortable. We decided to let Dave go first. That way he could feel better and also dictate the pace a little bit. Because he's less comfortable <laughs> than I am. 
So me and my genes gets to go first because that means that I get to dictate the pace. Yep. I like it. My first honorable mention is Homeland. Okay. Not the oh, now I can't remember the name of the the guy who's in it and it's gonna bother me and it's one of those ones. Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis is the is the main character. Uh, spoiler alert: He's not. This won't be the only time that he appears on here. Anyway, I like Damien Lewis. It's basically about it's 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 about terrorism post 9-11 and and um now i've blanked on her name too god my brain is dead today claire danes thank you i was gonna say claire davis but that was somebody we went to school with yeah <laughs> um claire claire danes is a uh, is works for the department department of homeland security and she is trying to stop terrorism and they hear that damien i mean this is i guess a spoiler to the to the first season of the TV show um, in the first episode she finds out that there's the possibility that an American has been turned into a into a, a rogue terrorist and, and is coming back to the States and so anyway this this POW gets discovered and he, he comes back to the States and so she is convinced that he is going to be the one who is the terrorist and it's just kind of a back and forth and so basically it's all about conspiracy and terrorism and it's just it's it's intense and it's sometimes it's really hard to watch and scary and you just don't know what is going to happen and um i haven't I, I started watching it and then kind of fell off the rails a little bit and so i haven't finished it but what i've seen i've really loved Can and you so that's why it? i didn't No, because i got busy with some other job or something and forgot to keep watching it so no as in isn't is it like, still going like as in you oh, couldn't sorry. finish it I, is it still going? I thought it was only five seasons. Uh, seven. Shut up! Really? Yeah. Oh, well, then yes. Like, okay. Well, then. They're, I also didn't know that it was still going. They're making a seventh season now. I think. Oh yeah! Look at that. Two thousand eleven to blank. How about that? Okay. Well. Anyway, I have work to do to catch up. So obviously, I can't finish it. But I haven't actually watched all the seasons yet, just because I I got distracted. So that's why I couldn't get higher on my list, is because. Just doesn't I, I feel right putting something you haven't seen the whole series of. Precisely, yeah. So that's why I felt it warranted a decent honorable mention. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. My first honorable mention is Fargo. God, see, I haven't. We weren't able to get season one on in Canada when it was on TV, so I still haven't seen season one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, we could get it if you had Rogers down east, but we haven't, like, we didn't get to, um, because it was on FX1, right? FXX. FXX? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So FXX, and that was only, when it first, when FXX was available in Canada, when Fargo was on it, it was only available down east. So, yeah, I wasn't able to, I haven't, wasn't able to watch it yet. Uh, Is it on Crave? Oh, that I'm not sure. Oh, okay. It might be? Anyway. You Tell us about Fargo. You do know you don't need to watch it season to season, right? Because it's, it's not, it doesn't carry over season to season. It's a different story with yeah. completely different actors and completely different characters every year. Kind of like True Detective in that sense? Yes. Okay. Well, then maybe I'll, okay. I, I thought that like you kind of needed to see one one than the other, but if, no. if it's completely, like every season is a bottle season, hey? Yeah. They're bo- they're, like there are little hints, okay. maybe. Maybe, and they'd right. be—they're real small. Kinda, Nothing that's going to impact it one way or the other. Not at all. Okay. 
No, like a diff- completely different time, like eras. Okay. Uh, like I said, completely different cast. And it's always... It's not 100% like the Coen Brothers movie, but it is always that sort of small town, Midwest, Minnesota, the Dakotas kind of right, right. crime story. So it's cops. It's usually in winter because they shoot it here in winter. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like it's just, it's awesome. It's just, it's a okay. quirky kind of crime story. Yeah, it's it's one that I've been really wanting to see, and now that I know that I don't have to see it like one season to the next to the next chronologically, then maybe I'll start going because I think I have the second. There's three seasons out now. Yes, the third season just finished earlier this year. Okay, that's what I thought. So I think I've got seasons two and three on my PVR because I ha- I thought I had to watch season one before I could watch the other two. I mean, so, season one is real good. Like Allison Tolman and and uh, Colin Hanks are excellent in it yeah man it was i remember because i follow colin hanks on twitter and um that was right when i think it was true detective the first season of true detective was was on when they were filming the first season of fargo oh i think so it was true detective or something something like that and uh i remember colin hanks on twitter posted anybody in calgary does anybody in Calgary have HBO? Because I want to. I want to watch the final episode of whatever it was. It was that or Boardwalk Empire, something that he had been watching. And, and I was like, oh my god, it would be so cool to have Colin Hanks over watching this. And because I was watching whatever it was that he was excited about, and I was like, that would be amazing. Like just the fact that he put it out there on Twitter and probably just went over to some dude's house and watched this final episode of something. I was like, God, that would be so awesome. <laughs> yeah, probably. That would have been fun. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, and I do love me some Colin Hanks. So that's good to know that it's uh, that I, I can watch other than just that first season. So I will definitely put that. On oh the list. yeah. Uh, second season was oh Patrick Wilson and Kirsten Dunst with Jesse Plemons. First okay. season, the bad guy is Billy Bob Thornton. Right. Um, yeah. Third season was Ewan McGregor playing mm-hmm. like yeah, brothers. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. So. Okay, well, yeah, then I'll definitely check that one out. And, I mean, I knew it, it, it's always been on the list. It's just now I can get to yeah. it sooner. Okay, good to know. Uh, my second honorable mention is CSI, the original CSI from Vegas. Sure. And it's it's an honorable mention because, again, I I fell off a lot once Grissom left. Because oh, well, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne's okay and Ted Danson's okay, but the beauty of that show was in Gil Grissom. And kind of the the earlier cast. I really liked the earlier cast. And I really liked the way that the stories went. And I liked some of the... Like, it was just kind of a fun... Like, I'm not, I was never big into Law & Order or, or NCIS or JAG or any of those, like, you know, the different ones where they're solving mysteries and stuff like that. But there was something about CSI that I really liked. And, and I liked the, the ensemble. And so I, re- I watched it fairly regularly for a bunch of seasons. And then... Then things, you know, like right around the time, the season after Quentin Tarantino directed the season finale, that was kind of the end of it for oh, okay. me. And it was like, so it was it was good and I really enjoyed it and I spent a lot of my younger years watching it. But once it got past that point where, where William Peterson left, I just didn't really care to, to watch it as much anymore. So again, it was one that I really enjoyed 
for a time, but didn't feel like I enjoyed it enough to be able to put it on my actual list. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to say about CSI. Okay. I nev- Did you never really never, watch it? None of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, do yeah, I like, use the CSI Miami, like, who scream and sunglasses meme? Sure. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I probably saw an I episode, mean, maybe. Right. And I, I don't think it's the best TV. Like, it's fairly fluffy network television, but I really enjoyed it. And there were some really fun storylines and like I really started to to get to to know the characters and to really love the characters. So I invested a lot of time in it, but I also understand that it's not the most cutting edge in in television f- creation. Right? I'm not so, a big um, procedural guy either. Like a, a procedural oh, okay. has to be very special to catch my attention. Mm, right. So all of the ones that you listed okay. I've put CSI in with all of them. Sure. Uh, where it's just like, I know essentially what this is, and that's not my bag. So, Sure, and that's totally fair. And it, I, I've gotten to a point where it's not my bag either, but it, for a time, I really, really enjoyed particularly oh, that that's one. fair. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my second honorable mention is the perfect insider, everything becomes F. Okay. Sounds great. Hey, Sean. Hey, Dave. What is a perfect insider, every circle becomes F? You, you were really close. You were really close. Well, the perfect insider, everything becomes F. Oh, see, I, I was thinking I was thinking a perfect circle, but I'm like, it's not a perfect circle. But then I just ended putting up the circle in the title anyway. Okay, so what's it about? Uh, it is about a researcher and the daughter of his mentor discovering a corpse while on vacation, and they work together to solve what is essentially a perfect locked room mystery. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. It's an anime series, obviously, with a name like Subete Ga F. Ninaru, but yeah. it's only 13 episodes. Oh, okay. And it, it is... One of the best locked room mysteries I've ever read or seen. It is so well set up, and it's very thoughtful, and it is super difficult to come up with a solution. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you're as the as the the viewer, you are trying to solve the mystery, and you have a you had a really hard time actually cracking the the mystery. Yeah, it took me longer than it does with most locked room mysteries like i got it before the end okay but it was really well set up okay uh and it's kind of a near future tale and it also tells you some of the stories of why essentially there's a woman locked in a room in lieu of a prison sentence because she is such a brilliant scientist they allow her to live in a lab Locked into a lab with security and all of the, that sort of stuff, but she's able to keep working for the good of the country. Okay. And she is the one who is murdered inside of a room that no one has gone in or out of in, oh, what was it, 12 years? 15 years? Oh. Yeah. So you see, huh. like, you see flashbacks of why she is in prison, and it starts unlocking some of the stuff that's happening in the present day and okay. it's all built around because essentially she's very good with technology so she's writing operating systems and like a rudimentary AI almost and all that sort right. of stuff okay 
Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> cool. That sounds really interesting. I mean, we know how much anime I watch, so I'm not sure I'm ever going to see it, but it does sound really cool, and what an interesting concept. Yeah. All right. Uh, here we go with our actual top ten, and my top ten is higher on Sean's list. Your your tenth? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> the way you said it, it made it sound like your entire top ten was higher oh, on my list. Yeah, sorry, my number ten is higher on Sean's list. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's top ten, higher on Sean's list. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. I don't even, that wouldn't even be mathematically possible. No. Anyway. I mean, we we never, ever, ever have the exact same things on any of our lists. So the probability of us having the exact same TV shows in our top 10 is very, very, very small. And then having them in a different order where, anyway, I don't even want to get into that. It's a lot of math and I hate math. So, so what's your top, what's your number 10? So we can talk about Narcos. Mm-hmm. Narcos is my number 10. Okay. Great Netflix series about the DEA and the cocaine cartels in Colombia in the late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. through into the mid-90s. And it didn't make my list because I haven't seen it all. That's fair. But probably should make my list because what I've seen I love. Yeah, season because three, it's... what you're missing is pretty great. Is that right, hey? Yep. Yeah, because I haven't gotten around to that one yet, um, but it's something that is fairly imminent because I know how much you like it and because how much I loved the first season. Um, it's I'm really looking forward to it. Are you two seasons behind or just one? Uh, two, I think. I think I like I knew that it was out there and then just kind of spaced on on watching it last year. So now that this, the third one's out, I'm just going to plow through them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you still have so, an Escobar year. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. I know. <laughs> so anyway. It's tough to talk about this stuff without spoiling it, I know, isn't it? Well, it follows history. So, totally. like, you do know that Pablo Escobar dies, right? Wait, like, what? You, you know that happens. The Medellin yes, cartel falls apart and then Kali yeah. steps up. Yeah. Like, none of that is is new information to me. So, you, you essentially know what happens, but I don't want to talk about the details or like oh man i love pacho or stuff like that right yeah by the way i do love pacho pacho's awesome <laughs> which do i know pacho which uh, was that? you would have met him in passing maybe in season okay. one whenever uh escobar went to talk to kali okay okay he's a part of the kali cartel so you get to spend more okay. time with him in season three okay i mean I may watch the last, like most TV shows, I tend to try and watch the last couple episodes of the season prior if it's been so long that I've forgotten, just so, so I can kind of refresh myself. So that way I'm not coming in super cold. So I'd be like, watch the last two episodes of, of season one and then be like, oh yeah, this is what was happening. And then I can get into it. I may end up doing that with Narcos. Netflix, I don't know if Netflix has them. They do on some of their series, but they'll have a season recap. Oh yeah, that's true. You could watch that or go online, go to YouTube and get a Narcos season one recap from somebody. Okay. And then that would might only be 10, 12 minutes rather than two extra hours of something you've already seen just for the sake of getting back on Fair. top of it. That's a good, that's a good call. Maybe I'll, I'll look into that. So, okay. Yeah. 
So that's nice. my number yeah. 10, Narcos. Great, Great pick. Uh, my number nine is also a Netflix series. It's Ozark. Yeah, I haven't now, got to that yet. It's so new, Dave. I know. Like, Shannon and I watched it. It it had barely dropped onto Netflix when we were like, oh, let's give this a shot. And I think we just watched the trailer and like, holy shit, that looks amazing. And so we watched the first couple episodes and we just plowed through it. Now, it's hard because, like, she lives in Calgary and I live in Lethbridge, so we'd have to watch it when we were at each other's house. But, oh, my God. I've I've really enjoyed it. It's kind of like Breaking Bad, but more on the financial side and less on the, the manufacturing side. Okay, sure. That is a way that I would equate it. Um, but it's just, it's been, a, it was a really, really fun ride. That's uh, Jason reason, Bateman, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jason Bateman and... Um, uh, Laura Linney plays his wife. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. And basically everybody else I had never really seen before. Fine. So, yeah, which is which is great and like fairly new new characters and I was like that's that's pretty awesome. The really the reason why it's so low on my list is just because there has only been one season and like, you know, it's like when you watch a trilogy and you really like the first two movies but the third one sucks all of a sudden it's like well as far as the trilogy goes it's not as good anymore i assume that if anything if if it's anything like this in further seasons i will probably love it more and it will climb higher on my list it's just because it's so new i don't feel right bumping it up higher than things that have run run to completion you know that's fair. And I mean, like, if I remember right, you don't have True Detective on your list. I don't. I don't either. That first season, if the second season was like the first season, True Detective would probably be in my top two. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. And it made my short list, but it didn't make my final list because that second season was only okay. It was a fine procedural. Yeah. And it, that's what it was. Yeah. Whereas the first one was a crazy yeah. philosophical serial killer story that was yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, it was amazing. And everybody fell in love with that first season. And then everybody saw that second season and went, oh, okay. Yeah. And so I've heard, I don't know, are they making another True Detective? I've they heard that they are. They are making a third season. So hopefully they've learned what people really liked about that first one and what they didn't like about the second one and the third season will be better. If it is, then maybe it climbs somewhere into my top 10 slash 12 because two seasons out of three isn't a horrible thing. Yeah, exactly. And I believe Mahershala Ali has signed on to star in season three. Uh Uh-huh. Do I know that person? Uh, The guy that won the Oscar this year for Moonlight. Oh, Awesome. Yeah. Saves He's also in Luke Cage and... Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. Um, yeah, it looks like that's the thing, is if we can get better episodes than in Season 3, then it might climb. Anyway, Ozark is just so new that I don't feel right ranking it higher. No, so that's it's... why that's why it's number 9, and that's not a slight against it. It's phenomenal. It's just I don't know how subsequent seasons are going to go. That's fair. I usually did that as well, although there is one notable, two notable exceptions. Which we'll get to. Yep. 
but not right now, because right now mm-hmm. we're going to talk about nine, my number nine, which I can't because it's higher on Dave's list. So <laughs> back to Dave. My number eight is The Sopranos. Uh, there's a lot of HBO on my list because a lot of the shows that I've seen to completion are HBO shows. But The Sopranos is really good. I mean, Fair. it's James Gandolfini and it's The Mob. And I mean, a lot of people consider it the best show of all time. I have only seen I watched two episodes in the middle of like season four oh. a few years ago and I went okay I want to actually watch this and I have not gotten around to it and I know it's on Crave yeah and I just I know I've seen bits and pieces of other episodes but I I know I need a good chunk of time to just sit and watch it from start to finish yeah and that's the thing is it's it's there's a lot of seasons of this, and so you need to be able to, to devote the time to it. And with you doing your top 100 TV shows and us working on other projects and, and all this new stuff coming out, it's really hard to go and backlog. Yes. Right? Um, it's so Especially hard. something that – yeah, especially something – because I think The Sopranos, there's like 20 S- episodes a season or 16 episodes a season. Like there's a lot of episodes in a season. And there's six seasons? Six. Six, I believe so, yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of time. So it's a it's a commitment for sure. But I really like it. It's I mean, James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano is awesome. And like you get to see him, you know, in, in his therapy and everything like that and just dealing with being the boss, but also being a dad and being a, a husband. And it's just it's it's phenomenal. I don't want to get into it too much because there's only so much you can do without spoiling it, but Thank it's you. a great show. Yeah. So um, anybody who's seen it knows anybody who hasn't you should see it and knows that you probably should see it like I'm not one to say hey Sean you're a fool for not seeing this I know you know that you need to see it so yeah it's it's just knowing that once I start I will probably keep watching it and it's like yeah. you said it's so hard when it's like oh I've got a, a screener for this or I've got a yeah I somebody's gonna ask us about this so I should watch it, it yeah exactly so yeah yeah my number eight mm-hmm. is Westworld. Oh, yeah. I don't need more seasons to know that it probably won't matter. That's fair. Like, it's just, it would have to take a dramatic downturn off of what they did in that first season for it to affect my the way I feel about that first year. Right. Um, yeah, which I mean, it's totally possible, and if that does happen, it'll flex down on my list. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Whatever. That's yeah. These lists are not laminated. They're not the be all and end all. This is how we're feeling right now. As new TV shows come out, stuff will change. Or as as seasons change, these things change. But it, you are right. It is what I've seen of Westworld is very good. Did you ever finish the first season? No. And it is a hundred percent Shannon's fault. Well. I mean, I don't want to go that far, but... Well, you don't have to, Dave. I did. You're welcome. (laughs) Just as long as I'm not throwing her under the bus. We were watching it together. She wasn't loving it, so it wasn't something that I prioritized to watch. And so I just kind of stopped watching it, but I still have it on my PVR, so I just need to remember to go back and actually watch it again because it's buried in my PVR right now because I'm watching other things and and there's movies that i i pvr and everything that come up so i forget that it's on there 
one like the deuce just started and which one's the deuce the new hbo massive series the when they you know how they do they yeah yeah. like we're stopping a series so we need to start a new giant cast series with james franco and maggie gyllenhaal about porn in new york in the 70s it started this last weekend damn it i have the pilot the two-hour pilot uh pvr'd i haven't watched it yet so i don't know but okay that's good to know um that is, but the nice thing about HBO is they will show those things throughout the week too. Yep, they definitely weird. It. It's like, and it'll be on demand. Oh yeah, like we have That's HBO true. on demand, so it's not a big deal. But yeah, like okay. Westworld, my God, the movie they take it like the series from mm-hmm. is not the greatest movie. Like it's it's fun, but right. the series is so good. It's so twisty. I can't spoil anything for you because you're so far back, but it just like it keeps throwing things at you. And by the end, the the reveals are just you probably see some of them coming and some of them you might not. But oh, I can't wait for oh, Lord, I think it's 2018, if not 2019 for the next okay. season. But. Um. Yeah, that's that's. And I mean, again, what I've seen, I've really enjoyed, and uh, like it's it's just spectacular. And just the concept of of what is happening is so cool. AI robot theme park, and the AI right? is becoming self aware. Yeah, and yeah. the theme park is in the old west. So how could I not like it? This is why I I'm still I amazed that you never once Shannon was like I'm out because I remember you. <laughs> telling me that she was like yeah you know what this isn't for me you go ahead yeah i'm like okay dave let me know because then we could talk about it and I know. it's been like a year <laughs> i know i'm just so bad for things like that but i i will try and make an effort to to plow through the rest of it because what i've seen i've loved so it's anyway of, okay that's my number eight Westworld. Okay. nice uh my number seven is oz yeah it was, this was definitely shortlisted for me was it yep Okay. Um, part of the reason why it's on there is because I've seen it in its entirety, but also just because it's HBO. And I remember when it was first on, when like in the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. I remember it used to be on. We didn't have HBO at home, but we had Showcase, and so they would show it like the week after it came out. You know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Like as Showcase would do, and and I remember watching this show, and I was. I mean, I graduated in 2001, so I would have been like 16, 17, somewhere around there. And I'm watching this show about prison and just, I mean, obviously it's not exactly like the prison system is in in the world because... Oh, Lord, no. (laughs) It's kind of a fantastical thing, but it still gave you an idea of what some of prison life is like and just kind of the the gangs and the, and the, the... the affiliations and the drugs and the, the the murders and just kind of everything about it. It's like, whoa, this is crazy. And so it was, it was a really wild show. Yeah. And I really enjoyed watching it. And um, then I, you know, I moved and I, I didn't, I couldn't watch it week in and week out. And then I don't even know how I must have been on on demand or something like that i ended up watching the entire thing i just was like okay i love hbo i'm gonna try i'm trying to do some backlog on hbo this is this is what's happening yeah, and that's fair 
yeah, I, I watched it and definitely liked it as much as I remember. It's not, I mean, not enough that it was able to crack my top five, but enough that it was certainly in the conversation in my of my favorite TV dramas. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. I, I liked it less the longer it went on. Okay. I yeah. loved the first season, maybe even two. Yeah. And then I found that it started to get a little bit silly. Sure. And it seemed and like the warden's character changed like uh, three times. Character? Oh, no, sorry. Oh, the oh. the guy who runs the... the Emerald City? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I felt like his character and his character's motivations would just wildly started shifting after like Very the third season. Yeah, yeah, it was, it got strange. But those first couple of seasons are spectacular. And it was always good. It's just... And the, and that's the thing is it's not beginning to end. It wasn't super super solid. Like I do agree that the first couple seasons are really good, and then it kind of falls off a little bit. But it was still good enough that I enjoyed watching it beginning to end. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's not one where as as I was getting towards the end, I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's not like Entourage in that sixth season where where Vince is dating Sasha Gray, right? Like it wasn't yeah. one of those where you watch it because you've made that time commitment and you just want to see it through this one i still enjoyed it it just wasn't as solid as the first couple seasons man that season right like why why (laughs) yeah (sighs) i know whatever so that's my seven is oz cool my number seven is the twilight zone Ah, uh, see, and i've never seen more than like an episode of this oh which is it was on crave when was Crave it? first came out, I don't think it is anymore. But yeah. when Fir- Crave first came out, they had all of it, and so yeah, I crushed that. <laughs> I loved no the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Are well, there and hit and miss episodes? Sure. Yeah, but there's but so I think many. You could that say that great. with most TV shows. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just because this isn't. These don't carry through, right? Like, there's no. It's a bottle episodes, right? Yeah. So occasionally you would watch one and just be like, "Oh, this was." That was disappointing. But then the next three were amazing. Yeah. And I remember, I think I saw a couple episodes when I was growing up and again, didn't realize that it was fictional. And, and so you, you would see these, these serials and think, cause I mean, the twilight zone is nutty and it, like oh, yeah. it, it freaked me out. Some of the things that were on there. And it's just like, I didn't, that, that freaked me out. But also I, I don't think my parents would be too keen on me watching the twilight zone when I was six years old. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but it's just remarkable how many things in pop culture have come from the Twilight Zone. Like, so many Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors have come from the Twilight Zone. So many series, so many, like, tons of twists and the way to change story structure and mm-hmm. the way that we do twists and the way that we do science fiction and the way, yeah, tons of it comes from the Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just uh, I would like to see a bunch of these episode episodes episodes, and <laughs> at some point I'm sure the opportunity will will be there for me. It's just I don't know when that is, but when it does present itself, I will get all over that because, like, I just love the concept of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, and it's it's a great series. Cool. Um, essentially, if somebody doesn't know the twilight zone it's 
Rob Serling's uh, Rod, to be clear, that I said D, not B. That way I don't get oh, weird okay. tweets later. It's Rod <laughs> Serling. And it's essentially, it's usually ordinary people finding themselves in extraordinarily astounding situations. Sure. And then it just... That seems like a pretty accurate way of describing it. So, like, Burgess Meredith plays a man... And this, I don't feel bad about spoiling this one because everybody knows the reference. But he plays the man who just wanted to read and his wife was against him and his work was keeping him busy mm-hmm. and he was never going to be able to read. And then the, the world ends and he's the last survivor, but the library survived. So he has time to finally read all the books he wants to and his glasses break. <laughs> That's, is that Family Guy that spoofs that? Oh, Family Guy's done it. Uh, I think that's I, the one that I can th- I, I remember is the Family Guy one. Yeah, but, I think it's but the there's one where Peter time was, now. Yeah, Peter was... Lois kept getting him drunk because he was a better piano player and he killed all those brain cells and then it shows his, his brains and he had one brain cell left and, and he was going to read and then he breaks his glasses. I think, I think that was the Family Guy. Yeah, that is. So yeah, like... And that's the thing is... There are so many references where you may not even know that it's a a Twilight Zone reference, like the 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 Halloween Treehouse of Horror where Bart is on the school bus and there's the gremlin on the side of the bus. That's ripped right off from a Twilight Zone episode, but instead of a bus, it's a plane. Yeah, it's a nightmare at twenty thousand feet, if I remember yeah. right. And so it's, I just appreciate how many different references there are and how it has become so entrenched in our pop culture vernacular that you can reference it and not even know you're referencing it. Yeah, well, to serve man as well. When Kang and Kodos pick them up and make them dinners and stuff, and it's the joy of cooking, Mm, or mm -hmm. cooking 40 humans and cooking for 40 humans, that's to serve man, another Twilight Zone episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) See, and I didn't even know that one. Yeah. That's aliens show up promising peace and sharing technology, and then they try and figure out or they try and translate the language and they use a book that's they figure out is called to serve man huh it's literally a huge twilight zone episode amazing so yes i like it okay well there you go see even i don't know that some of these things are part of our pop culture vernacular oh exactly man i just got you to watch the music man of course you're catching up (laughs) exactly i know all of this yeah (laughs) We're running long here. Well, not overly not long. Not really. But, you know, we're, we're at, a, at a point where maybe we should wrap up this first half. So I'm going to give you my number six. Great. It is Breaking Bad. Okay. For another, those of you who Another situation know. where I haven't seen all of it, so I didn't feel... Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I mean, I'm sure even if you, like, I love this show. It took me forever to, see, to watch it all because it was so good which is a weird thing to say, but like it was so good that it stressed me out and I actually felt like I had to take breaks from it to chill the hell out. And process? Exactly. Yeah. And so I'd watch a season and a half and then I'd just be like, oh my God, I can't, I can't. And then I would put it away for a while and then I'd come back and be like, okay, I have to keep going. And so it took me a long time to get through it, but my God, is it a good show. And I mean, most people who listen to podcasts are aware of what Breaking Bad is, but for those of you who might not, it's about a man who finds out that he has a terminal sort of lung cancer, and he starts. He's a high school chemistry teacher, but is just extremely proficient in in chemistry, and starts making the best crystal meth in New Mexico. Right. 
and it's a way to save money so that way a for his his medical bills but also if he does succumb to the cancer then his family is set for life and so that is essentially the 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 plot of the entire show and it's just the situations he gets himself into with various drug dealers and everything and the chemistry of the making of the crystal meth and it's just it's oh my god it's good it's funny it's terrifying it's sad it's haunting it's everything that a good show should be oh that's fair yeah so yeah my number six breaking bad my number six is shingeki no kyojin which is attack on titan in english okay is it another anime it is Uh uh-huh i'm pretty clever when it comes to those things (laughs) the japanese is an excellent hint yeah totally um essentially this takes place in a different variation of europe uh specifically it feels like it's a german austrian kind of region maybe french like alsace kind of place regardless it's an alternate earth where giant humanoids called titans have become the ur predator essentially one day titans so things that look like humans but are 50 feet tall show up and start eating humans oh so mankind when this series happens has fallen back into walled cities so this is the story of a particular walled city and a group of people essentially uh, like late teen early 20s who join the military to help defend the city cool yeah it is spectacular it is one of the best anime series ever made uh, we just got season two. Season three is supposed to be next year. Okay. It's all good. I've Dave has seen me wearing t-shirts. Like uh, oh okay. Yeah, Fair like enough. you know now, the the Jägermeister shirt with the orange yeah. circle. That's Aaron Jaeger is the main character in Attack on Titan. Oh okay. Do you? Because you subscribe to some like anime feed thing, don't you? Yeah, I have Crunchyroll. Okay, now is that where you see most of these? Yes, although okay. Attack on Titan is also on Netflix because it is that oh, is popular. It? Yes. Okay, interesting. But your other one that you told me about earlier, the thirteen, the the uh, locked room one, is not. I don't believe so. Nerds. Okay. I mean, I have so many other shows I need to watch. I'm not sure that Attack on Titan is one that I will get to immediately. But but at the same time, they're like 22 minutes long, right? So if you're looking for a Fair. half hour show. Although yeah. it is subtitled, unless you watch it dubbed, which... Yeah, whatever. I don't mind subtitles. Well, I mean, you need to be paying attention, right? You can't put right. it on in the background while you're drafting. That was that was how I felt about Narcos, too. Is like It's not one that you can just put on and just listen to, because you need to be able to read. Right. Yeah, no, that's fair. Or speak okay. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I cannot speak Spanish, as I discovered in my second year of university. <laughs> Um, so yes, no drafting okay. during Narcos, and unless you're learning Japanese, no drafting dur- during any of the anime series, unless you watch them dubbed. Okay. Good but I don't know. know that you would want to watch Attack on Titan dubbed. Anyway, I don't want to say too much else, just because part of the fun is all of the crazy shocks. Right. Be prepared if you do set out to watch it. It is gory. You are going to watch these things eat people. Oh, 
Okay. Uh, and don't get attached to characters. <laughs> so it's like anime and HBO all rolled into one. Kinda. Okay. Good to know. Uh, so, as Dave was saying, we are... The first half's always a little bit longer because we do our preamble and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, regardless, the second half of our top ten is brought to you by Glycine, makers of the new Tuccino Lotion. This body lotion contains 11 natural oils and essential clays to both hydrate and tighten your skin, all with the reassuring and homey texture of fluid bacon. Experience the natural bacony sense of moisturization and beauty that only Tuccino Lotion can provide. By Glycine. It's so good, the firemen are coming to take it away. we're back and because i started off this top 10 i'm gonna keep it going with my number five which is deadwood all right i mean if we've talked about westworld being a amusement park theme park set in the wild west it would make sense that this one would be on my list right yeah well and and for me i've seen more of this than i've seen of the sopranos or breaking bad Okay. But I haven't seen all of it, so I right. just didn't feel right putting it on the list yet until I have seen the full thing, even I, with the way it ends. To, I totally get that. I mean, that's why that's why I didn't have Narcos on mine, right? Because I liked what I've seen, but haven't seen enough to really be able to talk about it in its entirety. Right. So I, I totally understand that reasoning. And yes, that is the downside of... Break, uh, Breaking Bad, I was looking at my list, of Deadwood and why it's probably not higher on my list is because it doesn't have a resolved ending because it got cancelled before they finished the season, or before they finished the series it's just like, okay, well this is this is the end of season 3 and that's the end Right. Which is really strange for HBO because, I mean, I guess like they do cancel shows, like Luck didn't make it past a season and there are right. some, but it seems like if it gets past a first season generally it's well received enough that it can kind of run its length and yeah, so just it's the cost benefit analysis for hbo though totally. right like yeah. if, it, if deadwood was costing too much or the cast was costing too much it would just be it doesn't make sense to keep going yeah. or they've got something that's they're making more money off of that they want to give the slot to mm-hmm. or whatever right yeah, and I, I totally understand that. It's just, I mean, it's there are so few Western TV shows that it was really cool to have this one. And my God, the cast was so good. Like, sure. uh, Ian McShane right off the hop. And then there's, um, oh God, my mind is so much. Who's the guy who plays the main character? He plays Seth. I can remember his name in the in the show. <laughs> um, Timothy Oliphant. He plays Seth Bullock. And like, there's there's Canadian like Molly Parker from who is a Canadian actress is in it for a while and like Nick Offerman had a one one episode part in it like there's just between people who are just getting their start and then people who have done fairly well for themselves and were just kind of placed into this it's just it's a gigantic cast of an amazing amount of people yeah so and that's the beauty about HBO in general is they tend to take just 
they you know there's people who who have one or two episodes and then go on to do amazing things and then there's other people like HBO has a tendency to to cast within HBO uh, actors right like somebody from from Oz is also in in another show here or another show there and it's just like you know you do well in this show then you're gonna get yourself um, you're gonna get yourself. A, a, a headlining role in a different show, right? And it's just it's right. really cool how they do that. And you see a lot of that that crossover in in Deadwood too. And it's just it's really cool to see that. But man, it's just it's such a good and it's dirty and it's sexy and it's vile and like everything that a western should be. No, that's fair. Yeah. It's it's another it's on my list like Sopranos and that where it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, I got to carve out a chunk of time and just watch it. Yeah. Totally. So that's, that's it. Yeah, number five, Deadwood. Sorry, <laughs> it's just like uh, I I have nothing else to say about it. I get really jazzed when I talk about it. I know a friend and I are remotely watching shows at the same time and then texting about them. And, okay, sure. Uh, I won't get into what what that one is right now because it's literally higher up on my list. But <laughs> the next one we're going to talk about is Deadwood, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch Deadwood here soon. I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's great. If you like Westerns, check it out. Even if you don't, it's still HBO, so it might still be worth checking out. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, my number five mm-hmm. is the last anime title on my list. Okay. Uh, this one is called Another. Another. Yep. Okay, and what is that? It is 13 episodes. It's okay. only one season. Uh, it is about a young man named Koichi. Okay. He transfers to a new school where he finds himself drawn into a mystery involving a girl with an eye patch and a series of horrible, horrible deaths. Oh, okay. It is it is one of the best horror TV series I have ever seen. It is one of the best dramas I have ever seen. And it is a series that if I am ever powerful enough to be able to remake it, I will in a heartbeat for a really? North American audience. I love another. Cool. Now would you make it animated as well? No. Okay. No, let's try it try and do it live action okay. with a, for a western audience. Interesting. Um I don't know how I probably would never get the rights. <laughs> All of that stuff aside, it, it, that would be a dream project for me. I would love to make another for a wide western audience. Would I rather everybody watch this? Yes, but I know that's not everyone's bag. Like, I know you're not big into anime, but still, like, another is just, it's so good. Cool. It sounds trippy, and the fact, again, that it's only 13 episodes, I don't dislike anime, it's just never something that I've been drawn into, but maybe with the right ones, I might be able to to change my mind and that one sounds like one that maybe would would help me now i assume that that one also is not on netflix no that's a Crunchyroll series okay no and i think we've talked about you with anime before Mm -hmm. where it's just like when you think of anime what you've been exposed to is like dragon ball z pokemon and like you see the stuff that's like wacky and the crazy lines or it's the fan servicey yucky stuff Mm mm-hmm which means like tiny bathing suits and giant chested women and it's just right. like that all exists yes but there is stuff like what i'm talking about and that's i think that's it is it's just there's such a there is such a stigma that goes along with anime when you think about it from a western perspective 
Yep. If you're not familiar with it and all you've been exposed to is those little things, then yeah, yeah I totally get it. But like this series, my God. <laughs> it sounds really cool. Um, and I would the, definitely like to check it out somehow. The mystery, I don't want to give too much away, but the class that he transfers into, they always have to pick one student to ignore. Oh, okay. And if they don't, there's consequences. Wow. That, like, even just that alone sounds like an interesting and intriguing concept to me. Yeah, and like, they're, they're a half-hour piece. It's 13 episodes, so you're, like, it's a five to six hour time commitment. Okay. It's, yeah, it's so good. Nice. Okay. Good to know. See, listeners, we're all learning things today. Yeah. Yeah. My number four, was that, was that the one that was higher on my list? Uh, is, is it Boardwalk Empire? Yeah. Then it, yeah. Okay. My number nine, your number four. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember. It's Boardwalk Empire. I mean, it's one of the few shows that I've been able to, or or have made the effort to watch while it's been on air. Like, while it's been, is that is that the right term? Like, it's not in syndication anymore. It's not in reruns. It's fresh, right? Yeah. I've been able to come into it fresh. Yep. You're watching it as it aired. Yeah, as it aired. And it's just because, I mean, I, I miss, Sean as per usual, told me about what I was missing and told me about this. Like, I think he was, I, I still remember text messages from like the second and third episodes when you were kind of texting me what was happening. I was like, oh my God, I need to check this out. And it's about prohibition in Atlantic City in the 20s. Yep. Steve Buscemi plays Nucky Thompson, who is the secretary treasurer of Atlantic City. Yeah, treasurer, something like that, something right. along those lines. Like he's not the mayor, but he's got a fairly high, like a, a high power position, and he uses that power to really get what he wants. Yep, he sure does. And I mean, this show, it, it. So I mean, because it's loosely based on on historical events, there you you get the the proe officers you get al capone nucky or um lucky luciano meyer lansky like you get these these characters you get the yeah the 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 racial segregation like there's so many layers in this and you know then the the in future seasons like in later seasons you get the the narcotics that come in as part of this and it's just it's just it's a beautiful tv show yeah it really is from Arnold costumes. Rothstein. What's that? You forgot Arnold Rothstein. Arnold Rothstein. AR. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, how can you forget how could I forget AR, the man who rigged the the World Series and like it's yeah. just Oh it is a Plus spectacular you're, show. You're also dealing with an America that has veterans returning. Yeah. And they don't know how to process because the last war that the U.S. really got heavily involved in, and if we don't count the Spanish-American War, which some people knew, some probably didn't. Right. Like, it didn't affect that much. But sure. this was the first major industrial war, so they're getting veterans who are horribly injured yeah. back. And they have no idea what to do with them. Yeah. Plus, their president at the time, not a great president. So. Who was the president at the time? 
Ah, uh, we're in like Harding era, okay. right? Remember season one, we had all that Warren G. Harding stuff? That's what I thought. I thought it was yeah. right around there. I just couldn't quite remember. Um, but yeah, like you actually see some of these characters come back and some of them have major parts to play. Yeah, like and Richard. Like Richard. You guys, if you haven't seen this show, you need to check it out and you need to check out Jack Houston's character, Richard. He wasn't he meant was, to be in it that much. No, but... he was supposed to be in like a three or four episode arc, but he just became so beloved that he stuck around for four seasons, I think? Yeah, three Something at like least. That? Yeah, I can't remember. He was around for a long time, way longer than he was supposed to because everybody just absolutely adored him. He was so good. He was so good. And like Michael Kenneth Williams as Chalky was spectacular. Yeah. And... Jeffrey Wright when he comes in at like it's just the Dr. Narcisse yep Dr. Narcisse yeah this is another one of those shows where you just there are there are people who haven't really done much and then all of a sudden they come back in a major way like Gretchen Mole who was kind of big in the like mid to late 90 2000 era like she was um she was in rounders with Matt Damon like she did some stuff and she comes in as as the mom of as uh, Jimmy's mom and yep. and like um, there's just yeah it's just it's remarkable how many characters or how many actors are in this and you see them and go oh I know you from this and this and this and it's just it it's a hell of a ride it's only five seasons and that was they planned it's like we have a five season arc and that's all we need and my god like Kelly McDonald from from Train Spotting was in it and like she was the voice of Merida and Brave like you would definitely yep. know her to to see and or hear her. Yes, definitely. It's just, it, the the longer you get into it, the more you start to see people that you recognize and the more you just fall in love with these characters and hate these characters and like the, the journeys, the arcs that some of them take are amazing and some of the other ones are just like, okay, well, I don't love that. But like you start loving a character, then you hate him, then you love him, then you hate him. Like it's just, it's it's a roller coaster of, of entertainment. Yeah, it, it's a very great series. It's mm-hmm. slipped a bit down my list for me because I wasn't crazy about the final season. That's fair. It was good. Yeah. Like, it was still really good. It's still a top 10 drama for me. Yep. But it just, that the, it, every season had a time jump, but yeah. this one was huge. And it meant that uh, we only had so many episodes left, but they needed to take a couple to reintroduce us to what everyone's doing. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, Okay, there's some drastic changes here to like chalky yeah. that I would have liked to have spent the time to actually experience because well, I and, care. Because there was only eight episodes in the final season too, I think. Yeah, it was a shortened season too, and it was a shortened season, and so they were trying to wrap things up, but also inter- so I mean, you barely get into to the idea of what's happening, and then it's starting to to hit that that fast decline. So I yeah. mean. Even if you added a couple more episodes in the final season, maybe you could get away from that. But I don't know why yeah. they why they didn't. But um, oh, money probably that that would have been my guess. But yeah, it's just it's crazy. And like the so, yeah. yeah yeah so um, I I agree with that. And I also don't love because there was kind of the spoilers for the for the fifth season, but they kind of jump back and forth between like early Nucky and and. Uh, young Nucky and current Nucky and like you kind of see that so and then it all kind of comes together towards the end and that part was okay but I liked the the linear storytelling 
prior to that. But I mean, this of the is first all four a, seasons. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, if that would have been a concept that they set up kind of four seasons ago, cool, I'm in. But it was just one season. It took a long time to kind of get used to. And But they had to do that in order to explain why he is way, the way he is and how things kind of wrapped up. It was, it, I do agree, it was a very odd fifth season. Yeah. Um, but not enough that I hated the show. And I still thought no. the final episode was great. And some of the, I mean spoilers for hbo in a show where it's about prohibition there are deaths in that show and oh, some yeah. of those deaths in the final season are crazy yeah some final of the deaths in general sure. like the the deaths like some of the ways that people die in this in this show are pretty nuts and characters that you don't want to see go go when you don't want them to it's like oh man that sucks i i still remember at the end of that one season where it was like either one of us could text the other a picture from the beach and we'd just be like, yeah. God damn it. Right? Now yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> right? Exactly. And that's all we're going to say because we don't want to spoil anything for those who haven't seen it. It's fairly new, yep. so we don't want to ruin it. But it's 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 real good. And it's HBO. Maybe people yeah. are waiting to like get a, a super cheap box set or something. Totally. Exactly. So we're not going to say much more. Uh, all right, then. Yeah. My number four is Dave's number three. Hey, I love it when that works out. And it is a miniseries, and it's from HBO, and it is Band of Brothers. Oh, I love this miniseries. Oh, my God. Speaking of HBO, speaking of actors that have gone on to do amazing other things. Yeah. Speaking of things that make you cry. Like, this show has everything. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. It is strangely funny in moments because you are Banner Brothers, you're following the hundred and first Airborne Easy Company mm-hmm. from basic through D Day to the end of the war. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So you get to really get to know these guys as, as best you can in a TV series, but sure. like if you in connect to part, characters. In, yeah. Ten or you're twelve. Gonna I can't start. It's yeah. ten. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. And each episode tends to... It doesn't focus completely on one character, but it has a focus on a sure. character. Like the so episode, there's an episode that'll focus on the medic. Yeah, the company like the medic Dr. O gets, episode focuses a lot on him, but you don't just see him. Like, you don't follow right. him that entire time. Yeah. It's, and Go ahead. It's one of the best World War II dramatizations still. Mm-hmm. I watch it annually yeah i do too i'm just about due for another one i was thinking the same thing actually uh i usually try and watch it around d-day and i just i don't remember what i was watching during that time i, could, I mean i'm sure i could go back to what i was watching in yeah. our previous episodes plug sure. plug but i don't remember what it was that i was just like mm, not now but it's just it's i'm about due we're coming up on veterans day so you could watch it as a instead of D Day, you could watch it on a Veterans Day. Yeah. So I mean, it's Remembrance Day in Canada, but Veterans Day in the states. So. Right. There. The opening credits sometimes make me tear up. Once you've seen the series, yeah, yes, because there are parts. For those of you who have never seen it, the the opening credits, a lot of it are kind of like, it's almost like stop motion of scenes that happened in the show. Yeah, and there are things that happen, and like just little moments, and you just go, "Oh my god, that moment! That just that moment breaks your heart." 
and you just yep. see the way what's really good about this show is you see the impact it has on the people and so you see those who get really shell-shocked and those who have nothing but bloodlust right and those who who are like there's some some commanding officers who freeze in the time of battle and just freeze in the in the in crunch time and then there's those who take over because they just have what it takes right yeah sometimes they can't read a map yeah yeah exactly and so it's these little things that you see and that's why it's funny is because you see all these different characters and what they did to cope and some of yep. them made jokes and some of them made cracked wise with each other others just they became more and more recessed into themselves and some like it's just it's, some are fine until all of a sudden it all hits them at the same time yeah, exactly it's just it's remarkable what it just gives you an, an idea for for those of us who've never thank god had to fight in any war it gives us an yeah. idea of what it was like in the shit in in the 40s Yep. Um, this show at one point, like uh, a very young uh, Jimmy Fallon was in it, and Michael Fassbender is in like one episode, and um, Tom Hardy is in a couple. Simon Pegg, yeah, Tom like, Hardy, it's just, Colin Hanks is in a couple of, is in one or two episodes. Um, yep, yeah, the lieutenant, the lieutenant, the one who came right from West Point. Um, and yep. as I was talking about way back at the beginning of the the podcast uh, with Homeland, Damien Lewis plays. Um, uh, I guess Colonel, but Winters. yeah, he plays uh, Winters. He plays not Win- Winters. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Winters. Yeah. I was. I thought that was their yeah. their commanding officer, but yeah, like he uh, he's in this. So I mean, like you just see the more I watch Band of Brothers, the more people I see come out of this show who to go yeah, on to do other exactly. things. One of the characters um, he plays. I can't remember what his his actor name is, but he plays Tommy in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He goes on to play Al Capone in. Boardwalk Empire. Stephen Graham. Steve, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you see these other characters. Um, the guy who plays Joe Toy, he is in, he has a very prominent part in Oz. Like, it's just, it's remarkable where all these other characters go on to, to do very well for themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. What's also really nice, and we didn't mention it, is they actually got interviews Oh, yeah. With surviving members of Easy Company. Yeah. But they never put their names at the bottom until the end of the series. Yeah. So you don't know. In some cases, you could tell. Like, yeah. Garnier is Garnier. Exactly. But, yeah. Like they, like, and they cast him beautifully. And they, it's just like, yeah, okay, really I know did. who you are. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. you don't know who's who until after. And then on a rewatch, it's just like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah. So you see all these these different guys and yeah and so this is all based on historical events and so these guys are talking about it sometimes before sometimes after sometimes before and after but you you yeah. it kind of sets up what happens on this particular mission that they're on and like these guys the things that I don't want to talk about all the different events that they got into but like some of the heaviest shit that came down in World War II is some of the stuff that they got to deal with yeah, like they were frontline Battle of the Bulge. Yeah, yeah. So, and D Day. So, so exactly. Like, like these yeah. guys. There's a reason why the, the miniseries is about them, and it's because they they were put in the positions when nobody else could do it. Yep. It's like okay, well, we'll send an Easy Company because Easy Company, they know what they're doing. Well, the whole hundred and first. Yeah. Like the whole hundred and first Airborne was sure. in everything. Yes. I just say Easy Company because 
That's who we followed. That's who we Band of Brothers. Um, yeah. Fun fact, the, I was reading Band of Brothers, and also part of the 101st Airborne, uh, Saving Private Ryan is also based on true events. And that was part of, they, they bring that up in the, the Band of Brothers book. And mm-hmm. that was also the 101st Airborne. All ties together, man. Right, exactly. Which makes sense uh, why quick. it was Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks doing Band of Brothers, because they also did Saving Private Ryan. Yep. Yeah. Quick sidebar. Yeah. Real quick. And it is it does tie into this exactly. What were your feelings on the Pacific? It was good. It wasn't Band of Brothers good. Yep, that's fair. I I love it, yeah. but it's not and it's because you're not following one group of guys. I you're following three different guys. Agree wholeheartedly. You're you're following three different groups instead of one group, so you don't feel as much of a connection. So I don't find myself saying, hey, I need to watch The Pacific as often as I say, hey, I need to rewatch Band of Brothers. Yeah, but yeah. I think that I might. Might just get on a kick and watch yeah. them both. I think I think that's cause... probably all I'll end up doing too. I I lent a friend the DVDs, my, my Band of Brothers DVDs. Um, I know who has them, so I just need to, to get them back from her. But right. it's on Crave, so I can at least watch it when I feel the need to. Whereas the Pacific, yeah. I still have my, my box set, so I can do that whenever. Yeah, me yeah. too. Cool. Mm-hmm. So we're at to my number three. That's correct. Which was your number ten, and oh. that is Stranger Things. Yep. Again, stra- I think this is one where, based on how amazing that first season was, it probably could have been higher on my list, because... That first season was amazing. If season two blows, it won't be number three anymore. Yeah. But if it's as good as season one was, it's going to be number three. Because that like, first season of Stranger Things was spectacular. It's 80s nostalgia with great horror, but not like freaky horror. It's yeah. more like an old-fashioned horror. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I can't watch it. It's too freaky. I'm like, eh, it's 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 horror, but it's not. If you're not into horror at all, like our other co-host Jeremy is having trouble getting through it. Is that right? He's not he's not a horror guy. Period. Okay. But his girlfriend is. She oh, loves horror, okay. so she's like, she wants to watch Stranger Things, especially before season two comes out on October 27th. But right. like, that's one of those situations where they can't watch it. Before they go to bed. Right. Like, before it's time to sleep. Okay. You can't watch Stranger Things. Whereas for me, it's like, that's amazing. I could watch this all night and then sleep perfectly fine. Totally. Because horror. Well, and that's, like, it... I I have no issues watching horror movies right before I go to bed. Uh, but um, this one, I never felt like it... Like, it was, it was freaky. There are some super freaky moments, but it never really had the oh, same... Oh, definitely. End. Same impact as some horror movies that have legitimately scared the crap out of me, right? Like, yeah. But I, oh my god, there was some the the what is it the the underneath or the other side or whatever they call that. Like that was it's the upside down. The upside down. It is so well yeah. done graphically and like just from a set design perspective. Yes. Oh. And when it like the bleed over stuff, yeah, is brilliant. The Demogorgon as a creature design. Yeah. I, I understand it's D&D, but mm-hmm. still, as a creature design is awesome. Yeah. Um, 
the the whole thing about Barb becoming just some amazing internet sensation makes me super happy. Right. Hooray for Barb. Yeah. Uh, their teacher. I loved their teacher. Oh my god, I know. The like the science teacher, the one that they would call when they're like, Oh, we need to make a sensory deprivation tank and we need to do this and we need to do this and they would just keep phoning the <laughs> yeah. teacher. And he's like on a date? Yeah. He's like, guys, I can't I can't do th- I it's not school hours. I don't have time to do this. But you said that we should never stifle our curiosity and we should learn at any time and he's just like, Damn it. I said that and then he goes through it because yeah. he's the best. He's he is awesome. I was really worried that he was gonna die and he just kind of they just kinda of stopped using him, but I Hopefully he'll be around this season because I think, I mean, you loved him. I loved him. I feel like a lot of people who watched the show probably did love him because he was kind of a, oh, yeah. a quirky little side character, and that's that was perfect. The story is essentially about there's a trans, there's a government group. I don't want to spoil anything, so no. I'm trying to figure out the best way to put this. There's a government group who is working on weird scientific experiments mm-hmm. in a locked off lab. One of the experiments escapes, and then a whole bunch of freaky stuff starts happening around that. Does that work? That's a pretty accurate way of putting it, without tipping anything off. Yeah, because if if people haven't seen it, they need to. Yeah. It's so good. I would contest that it is some of Winona Ryder's best work. Yeah, it is. Especially recently. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not the world's largest fan of Winona Ryder. She's done some decent stuff. Like, I liked her in, in Edward Scissorhands, and she was good as uh, the daughter in, in uh, Beetlejuice. And, like, there are... Uh, Lydia Dietz, man. Lydia, yeah. yeah, that was her name, yeah. So, like, some of her stuff was okay, but, uh, like, shoplifting more recent Winona Ryder, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. She was really good, very well cast in this in this TV show. The cast in this is great. The yeah. kids are great. yeah. I just, oh man, Finn Wolfhard, right. great in It, great yeah. in Stranger Things. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been, it, I, I, it was another one of those ones like Ozark, I kind of caught on right as it, as it was like before even anybody was really talking about it. I was like, okay, I'm going to give this one a shot. And I, I loved it. So I was kind of right at the, at the, the riding the wave of Ozark instead of trying to catch up to it. Whereas right. Stranger Things, it was a, like a couple weeks, but I was I had finished it while before other people were like, Oh my god, Stranger Things like, oh my god, yes, I'm finally in the conversation instead of having the instead of coming in two months later and be like, Hey, Stranger Things and people going, Yeah, we're we've moved on to something else. Yep. I am so pumped for the second season. Oh, me too. Yeah. And you said it comes it's out October twenty seventh? Yes. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, that will be one like I know I I, I haven't watched the last couple seasons of Narcos yet and everything, but Stranger Things, it'll take me about two days to get through it. Yeah, as soon as it comes out, that is that is what I'm watching at night. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Till I'm done. Like, I don't yeah, care. exactly. It's, it's Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, cool. Anything else on that? No, I think that's good. Yep. That's my number okay. three. My number two is The Wire. <sighs> I love The Wire. It's... It's the one that I'm watching with my friend. She's watching it in Calgary, and I'm watching it in, in Lethbridge. And, like, okay. we'll, we'll just watch episodes and be like, oh, my God, remember this and this and this? It's it's an older show and wouldn't really have the same effect now because of the way that things have changed in over the last 
17 years as far as like drug trafficking and everything but basically the concept Mm -hmm. it starts off in the first episode or in the first season it's um the baltimore police it all takes place in baltimore and the baltimore police are onto a drug dealer who doesn't have any priors or anything but one of the one of the detectives is aware of this this person and so they basically right. through the season set up a wiretap system on this drug dealer and his drug network and what's really great about it is you see the police corruption you see how things are swayed based on what the the brass wants like what the the commissioner or what the deputy ops wants and so how sometimes a, a case that is going really well can just get completely upended because they want results now instead of being patient and saying okay well give me a month on this it's like no we need we need dope on the table tomorrow right and so you get to see that 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 side of it um but as the seasons progress, you see other parts of Baltimore come into play. Like the second season is the Longshoremen and the 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 Brotherhood of Longshoremen Union, and how they're you know they're dealing with the lack of jobs and because there's lack of shipping coming into Baltimore. So how do they deal with making money and everything? The um, right. The fourth season, you get to see the high school and the junior high system. The fifth season, it's all part of the like it's the 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 newspaper. So like you see all the different parts of the of basically what's happening in Baltimore, and it's just cool. Yeah, it's a really cool show. Um, another HBO one. You see a lot of these characters, a lot of these actors, in a bunch of different TV shows uh, now and and before that and everything like that. It's just it's it's very well done and has taken me the first time i watched it it's a very slow burn okay sure but it's one where every time every time i watch it subsequently it gets better and better and better and you see more things and there's better details and it's just it's it's extremely well done cool yeah i could wax poetic on the wire for hours but i can't because we don't have hours to podcast and you haven't seen it is that correct sean uh no i hate all things baltimore Fair enough. You're like it's it's set in Baltimore. I'm like fuck no, no, no. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. No. Um, at, at some point, again, it's on the list. Yeah. But it's just a lot of the older HBO because I know there was that time when you went back. Yeah. You're like I like HBO, and you even said it in the podcast. I like HBO, so I'm gonna go back and mm-hmm. I'm gonna go watch a bunch of stuff. Especially while I was still at iHorror and other things, it's hard for me to set aside the time to do that. Sure. But now that I'm doing more stuff for myself. Yeah. I might have the time to. Sure. So worth checking out. Anyway. I do intend on watching yeah. it. Yeah. It's for anybody who ha- hasn't seen it. From what I understand, one of my best friends from back home, we were texting about it the other day. He hasn't seen The Wire, but he loves The Shield, and apparently The Shield is very similar to The Wire. So I don't know. Oh, okay. I haven't seen The Shield, so I can't draw any comparisons. But from what I understand, the two are kind of comparable. So if you've seen The Shield and liked it, maybe check out The Wire. Cool. Yeah. My number two mm-hmm. is Game of Thrones. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I figured that would be up there for you. Yep. Massive uh, fantasy series loosely based around the War of the Roses, but add dragons and magic. <laughs> Fair. I can't. I I can't talk about it. I've seen very, very, very little of it. Um, I understand that I need to and. I have done a very good job of avoiding spoilers, but at a certain point, that's not going to happen. 
It's so good. Yeah. And we're probably not going to get the final season till late 2018, early 2019. Okay. So I Just might, because of effects. I think at one point we talked about, I can't remember what, what podcast it was, but I think I said at one point my goal is to have caught up on Game of Thrones by the time the new season comes out. The last that season. That way you can be involved. Yeah. Yep. So I that is still a goal of mine. It just, I know that it's an undertaking. It is. And you've got like 30 hours of Joffrey. You've got like, that means nothing to you. But still, <laughs> Game of Thrones fans are like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's not that he's, it's not bad acting. It's actually fantastic acting. It's just, it's a character oh, okay. that you are meant to loathe. Oh, okay. I understand. Um, But yeah, like it's, it loosely follows a single family and the, how all of the children fare in this story. The Lancasters? Uh, no, actually, it would that would be the War of the Roses name. Lancasters. Oh, right. okay. uh, but if you're wanting to talk right. about it that way, it's the Yorks. Oh, okay. In Game of Thrones, it's the Lannisters. Lannisters! I knew it was something close to that. Okay, okay. No, but see, you nailed it insofar as it's a take on the War of the Roses. You're like, yeah. it's the Lancasters, right? I could be like, yes, it is the Lancasters. Yeah. Okay, so it's the House of Lannister, right? Yep. I've just, I, I, it is prevalent enough in pop culture right now that even though I don't know anything about the show, I know that there's a character named Jon Snow who I think is an, uh, like he's a stepbrother. Yes. Yeah. In 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 a manner of speaking. Yes. And he's kind of the one who gets shit on, from what I understand. So like, I I know enough just from having picked up on conversations here and there to get an idea of what people are talking about, but when you get into, like, the Red Wedding, I don't know what that means. So, Which, like, good for you, because that's... There are, it'll be much better to experience. And that's... I know that something big happens, but I don't know what it is, so I'm trying to remove myself from any of those conversations, because this is one that I desperately do yeah, want to see. It's, so, it's like yeah. a movie... It, like, it's a I, movie I, every week. Okay. It, the production quality... Right is like a film okay well and they this is maybe hbo's from what i have seen in its entirety it is probably hbo's best work okay it's not and this is one of those shows where i'm not avoiding it because i have no interest in seeing it i have interest in seeing it it's just i need the time to do it so it's one like you with some of the other ones that we've talked about already today it's one that i will get to i will 100 percent get to it's just a matter of when well, and this was a matter of, because when it first came out, I was fresh off of reading the books. Right, I remember that. So I needed to take, I needed to take a break. Yeah. And then recently went back to episode one yeah. and just crushed the okay. whole thing. That way to be able to watch the new seasons as they came out. Right, because I remember when it first came out, you had told me that you had just read the books. And so you weren't, it's not that you didn't enjoy the episodes, it's just you knew too much, so you were you weren't too keen on it, but like I've seen your your tweets about Game of Thrones or like oh, and yeah. like and your your Facebook updates. So I I I had noticed that there had been more of a, a resurgence with it for you. So um, yeah. I just I needed the space right. because I don't like knowing everything going forward. Sure. Yeah, totally. Now we're ahead of the books in the series, yeah. so it would have been fine at this point, yeah. but at the same 
time, it's just like, well, I know all of the twists. Right, yeah. But getting that bit of a buffer where I've read a bunch of other stuff mm-hmm. and I've watched a bunch of other stuff, it really helps. So it's, and now I'm able to completely enjoy you it. You may so. know some of the things that are happening, but it's clouded because you can't remember everything. Right. Totally. Cool. Yeah, it's it's one I will absolutely watch. It's just a matter of, of when. So. That's fair. Cool. This is it. We're at our number ones. Yep. My number one TV drama is Rescue Me. I, as soon as we started talking about this, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this will, if it's not one, it'll be top three. It, it was between this and The Wired. Like, I love both yeah. these shows a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Um, I've talked about it before on, on the podcast, but for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's Dennis Leary as a FDNY post 9-11. So you see, like, you get to see how firefighters are treated after the the towers fell and and you get to see like some new like the the provi uh, provi yeah provi like the the new recruits coming into the into the fire station and dealing with with being the young guys and i think a lot of them became firefighters because because of 911 and so you know they're coming in because of that and it's just it's funny like i mean it's Dennis Larry so there has to be some some comedy to it but when yep. it comes down to it, it's a show about fire and death and just the heartache and the, the hardships that come along with being in a fire hall. And it's it's spectacular. It is a really, really good show. Um, I watched the first three seasons. Okay. And then I fell off. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. No particular reason. I enjoyed the seasons I watched. Yeah. But it just got to where it's like, Okay, I get I get the lay of this, mm. and there's other stuff. Fair, and that's that's totally fair. And like some TV shows are like that. It's just, yeah, it's not your thing. And I mean, you can enjoy it, but still not love it. And for some reason, I just I I was hooked, and I just loved again. I loved the characters, and I was just I just wanted to see what happened next, right? And um, totally fair. Yeah. So it's I it, think. It also coincided with I didn't have access to the fourth season. Right. And then by the time I did, I was like, I'd have to go back to the first. Sure. Do I like it enough sure. or do I just want to watch something okay. else? So That's understandable. Um, my old roommate. I, I totally get yeah. it. My old roommates and I, we used to we used to watch it together. Like Because I had four or five of the, the seasons on, on DVD and so they would watch it and and so we just ended up the the firehouse that Dennis Leary is stationed at is a sixty two truck, and we actually named our house sixty two truck. Like that's how much we liked it. It had a major impact on our on our household. Oh, that's fair. Mm-hmm. It's a very good series. Yeah, from what I remember of those three seasons, like I said, I liked it. Yeah. I just fell out. Yeah, so. fair enough. Cool. So that's my number one. Rescue me, Dennis Leary. Totally worth checking out. Nice. Hey, uh, hey, Dave. Hey, Sean. Oh, what uh, what series has Sean not mentioned yet? I've been trying to think. Um, my number one is Hannibal. Ah, oh, of course. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Because I was going through, I was like, because I didn't want to bring up Carnival because I know you loved it, but that one ended early. I did so. I yeah. thought maybe it might be higher on your list, but I'm like, there's no way it's number one. And like, there's other ones that that have gotten brought up that I thought may. Oh, damn it! Of course it's Hannibal. <laughs> of course it's Hannibal. Brian Fuller and 
for some reason, NBC <laughs> got together and did an absolutely beautiful and gory and strange Hannibal Lecter television series where they went with, they did essentially like the, the Red Dragon story. And if anyone who's new to listening to the guys from podcast, hello and welcome. Hi. I used to work for a horror website. I am very immersed in the horror community still. Mm-hmm. And Hannibal Lecter and the Silence of the Lambs is my jam. Mm-hmm. I love Hannibal Lecter. I love the Lecter mythos. I've read the books. I just, it is a character that I adore. Yeah. And I've even put up with like the Hannibal Rising film, which I was not a big fan of, but it, it still exists. And they made a series about Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham, where Will Graham is figuring out how to catch Hannibal Lecter. And they didn't fuck it up by making it so that the everyone like they didn't try and hide the fact that Hannibal Lecter is Hannibal Lecter. Right. By episode two of the first season, you know that Hannibal Lecter is a serial killer. Cool. You know. So it's it's not about, oh man, is everyone going to figure it out? Like, when are we going to find out right. that it's actually him? They're hiding it for 12 episodes. No, 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 no. He is always Hannibal Lecter. And you see that side of it, and you see the other side of it, where he's playing like he has the face. Where he's just not in the Silence of the Lambs terms where he takes the man's face off and wears it out of the place but like he's just he's putting up airs and he becomes like a psychiatrist and a consultant for the FBI on other killings and like it's just it's gorgeously shot it's a slow burn I understand some of the people who don't enjoy it if you don't like the gore side if you're not into Hannibal Lecter I totally get it it is a slow burn so if that's not your jam I get that. And also, if you're put off by the idea of watching cooking and being like, is that is that a human kidney? It's probably a human kidney. You're not going to enjoy this. Fair enough. Um, but for me, Hannibal. Okay. That makes perfect sense. I should have seen that coming, and I'm mad at myself yeah. for not. Uh, it is on Netflix. If someone wants to see it, it is on Netflix. You can watch it that way. Okay. Um I will say that one of my students yesterday came up and told me that I look and sound exactly like Hugh Dancy. And I was like, hey. I don't know who that is. And she's like, he's from Hannibal. I was like, cool. And I Google, I'm like, I don't think I look anything like him, but I'll take it because he's not. No, a- not at all. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> if, if you say so, uh, maybe it's the curly hair and maybe he has a beard. I don't know. Anyway, I was like, I don't, I don't see it anyway. In the show. He does tend to have a beard, oh, okay. and he wears glasses that are fairly similar to yours, oh, okay. and does have the curly hair. Okay, well, maybe it's so, from Hannibal. Sure. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah. Excellent number one, from what I understand. I've seen a little bit, but haven't gotten into it yet. Again, this is one that I will get into. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, this was good. This was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks, Alexa, for this. And I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we just want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron, that's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord, that's Sean with a U, and we are at Guys from Podcast. You can email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com, Facebook us at The Guys From, or 
you can start getting into some fairly nefarious activities and they get so renowned that you may start getting followed. And then maybe we can get some wiretaps on you. Then the wiretaps, when they're on you, then you can ask a question over the wiretaps that will then be relayed into public transcripts when you go to court. And then we can get those records and find out what your question is that way. Yeah, still all sounds easier than talking to you on Twitter. Totally. If you enjoy the Guys From Podcast, tell anyone you can any way you can. And the best thing you can do to help us get the word out there and to get our random lists and conversations about Disney princesses into other people's ear holes is to leave a rating or a review or and a review (laughs) on Apple Podcasts. We're available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. And if we're missing anything, you let me know and I will fix it. Hey, Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? Completely unrelated to anything we've talked about. Have you heard the new Foo Fighters song? It's called New Line, and it's great. You should track that down and have a listen. Sean? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this televisual podcast. (laughs) That doesn't even make sense, but whatever. We also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every day, throwback tracks every Thursday, gaming, TV, movie reviews, you name it, we occasionally write about it. Hmm. And where could I find that? Uh, www.theguysfrom.com Oh, right. Okay, yeah, cool. For more random pop culture goodness, check out at Zillasuit on Instagram, a division of The Guys From. It's mostly horror, but I am throwing in a few other things and random memes and a Shiba Inu next to a Godzilla statue and, you know, stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, as is tradition with every time we talk about this sort of thing, if you haven't seen one of these, probably should check it out. Heck, even we haven't seen most of our others' lists. Yep. So, get on that. It's it's very weird that I've done a list where you haven't seen a lot of the things on my list. Usually you've seen most of the things that I'm talking about, if not all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the difference between TV and movies. Because totally. I'm more of a movie guy, usually, yeah. so... Yep. Special thanks to The Sweets for our wonderful opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also special thanks to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for our takeout music called Fearless First, as well as today's ad music called Garden Music. That was a lot of musics in one sentence. <laughs> this has been episode 186 of the Guys From Podcast, the mostly HBO cast. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by nothing. Nothing but the smooth jazz score from Hannibal. It's a lot of jazz. It's really good. There's also a cello player in it for a while. So if you don't like sweet, sweet cooking cello. of potential human kidneys and jazz music, then this show is really not for you. Yeah, although there is fly fishing in it, so you got that going for you. Perfect.